You're listening to Sky Aspects with Cleopatra Jade, a podcast about astrological topics, also full and new moons. Enjoy, guys. We have an interesting week full of planetary transits. We have a lot of mercurial stuff going on. And what that means is this planet is about to change signs. Mercury will be going into Taurus this week, allowing us to adopt a more tranquil mindset. So we'll truly feel the need to mentally mellow out. But Mercury will go into pre-shadow a few days after it ingresses into Taurus causing us to recalibrate the way we think about resources and possessions. We also have the pink full moon in Libra, which of course I will be making a separate episode for, but this lunar event should help us understand the importance of reciprocal relationships. And the sun will be making the most alignments this week, causing us to work on things that have bruised our egos in the past. So the vibes on the graph absolutely reflect some of the stuff that's going on this week. Right out the gate, we have mental energy, which will be peaking and valleying throughout the week. This is because of all the mercurial stuff, because other than the sun, it is one of the more dominant players this week in terms of transits. So we might feel more mentally fixated than normal on certain things, especially from the third all the way up until the fifth. And then by the time we get to about the seventh, we'll get a considerable boost in terms of mental stamina. Our old friend Solitude is popping back up on the graph. It's a small amount compared to some of the stuff that we've had over the last couple of weeks, but it is appearing from about the 4th to the 5th. Then we have a small amount on the 7th. It's also intersecting emotional sensitivity, psychic energy. It's intersecting that mental energy and some romantic vibes. So we might feel sensitive to energies on a psychic level. We might feel as though we need some space to ourselves. We may not be in the mood to be in people's faces. And this could be romantically. This could be in some of our relationships. We might just need a moment of peace and quiet so we can ground our energy and feel like ourselves again. But ambitious energy is the highest on the graph and it's happening from the 7th all the way up until the 9th. This is going to help us push through some of this stuff that's going on. Also, it is intersecting the mental energy, that romantic energy, the psychic vibes, emotional sensitivity, and the solitude as well. And because of the harsher alignments happening over the weekend, this could give us that extra energy we need to push through some of those things and resolve issues that are holding us back. So yeah, this is an interesting week for sure. Let's look at the next bunch of days and see what we can expect. As a reminder, don't forget to like and subscribe because it helps this channel grow. And if you'd like to support the work of this channel, you could do so by buying me a fresh cup of coffee. There's a link in the description box below. On the third, Mercury is entering Taurus. As we leave the fiery high octane approach, let's keep it real approach of Mercury and Aries, we move to a more mellow energy that's all about taking our time to respond and having a low bandwidth for drama and turbulence. Out of all of the Mercuries, Mercury and Taurus is the most mellow and easygoing change of pace in terms of our thought processes and the way we communicate since Mercury governs those things. And although some may not like that, there are times where we need to take a break. There are times where we need to mentally mellow out. There are times where we need to think and speak more softly. And Mercury and Taurus offers us that. It offers us that break from the mental Olympics that we had during Mercury and Aries. So instead of being impulsive, we'll be more deliberate in how we approach things. With an energy like this, split-second decisions go out the window, and we take our time before we actually reply to something. We take our time before we take action on something. Mercury in Taurus offers us the gift of simmering on something before we initiate it. One of the good, but also neutral expression of Taurus is, it won't say yes to something it's uncomfortable with. So this could be a time where we don't allow others to push us past our comfort zone. Again, that's a good thing, but it can also be neutral and it can also become 
shadowy. But on the harmonious end, this is great for not allowing others to disrespect you. So if you're dealing with others who don't seem to care about your boundaries or what makes you uncomfortable, this is great for standing your ground and saying, no, absolutely not. Taurus is about our comfort levels, but it's also about our self-esteem and self-respect. So if it feels like someone's trying to push you into a decision that's not okay with you and is disrespectful to you in some sort of way, it's easier to say no in those scenarios. The energy of Mercury and Taurus is not about complicated things. It is about keeping things easy and keeping things soft. This could be a time where you have a low tolerance for drama. This could be a time where you have, you just don't have the mental bandwidth to deal with turbulent people or people who just have a really harsh nature to them. So some of our conversations that we're having, we may avoid, and I don't mean avoid in a bad way, but just not engage with those who are difficult under this energy, which is a good thing. Sometimes we need to fall back. Sometimes we need to keep our distance from that type of energy. And this is going to give us the urge to be around pleasantries. This is going to give us the urge to have pleasant conversations with people and those who bring that type of harmony to our lives. So on a social level, on a communication level, you can attempt to be more intentional on the conversations that we're having and who we're speaking with. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's a lot of harshness going on currently in the world with everything that's occurring globally and things like that. And so sometimes you need a break from that and you need pleasantries. You need something easy. You need conversations that are fun and lighthearted. And this is going to give us the urge to chase that more than anything else. This is Mercury paired with Taurus. We could have the urge stimulation-wise to do things that enhance our senses. Taurus is about having an embodied experience and it is about being of the five senses, being open to your five senses. So what's going to stimulate us mentally will be things that give us that sensory overload in a good way. So we might indulge in things like AMSR videos or diving into our music collection because Taurus is about music. It is about singing. It is about the singing voice. I always mention this with Mercury and Taurus because I always find this to be so cool and interesting, but people who have Mercury and Taurus tend to have great singing voices and happen to be very sensitive to sound in a good way. One of my good friends, she's very sensitive to music. Not only can she sing, but she's all also sensitive to music where the hairs on her arms actually raise when she hears a song that she absolutely loves. And it's the craziest thing. She has Mercury and Taurus. But it's crazy in a rad way. But through this transit, music might be more stimulating than it typically is. Music is always stimulating, but it, we may feel like we're craving it more than anything. We could also get a mental buzz through food under this energy as well. Taurian energy is about the senses and the food that we're consuming. So there may be some moments where we're getting a nice buzz off of a piece of chocolate or even smelling good cooking might enhance our moods. Good food and wine smells can really get our olfactory senses going under this energy. Another excellent thing about this pairing is it is excellent for memory retention. Mercury and Aries is great for quick learning. It's not the best at retaining. It's not to say that you can't retain the things that you learn under Mercury and Aries, but it's not like Mercury and Taurus. Mercury and Taurus is very elastic in its memory. And although we may take our time in terms of absorbing data under Mercury and Taurus, we're able to retain what we get. We're able to retain everything that we've learned from whatever videos we're watching or courses we're taking or books we're reading. An energy like this makes it's simpler to memorize those things. And of course, there is a lower expression of this energy as there is any time a planet enters signs. And like I was saying earlier about the saying no to what makes you uncomfortable is a positive expression, sometimes a neutral expression, but it can be a lower
lower expression. And it's a lower expression if we're absolutely saying no to everything, even if it can better us. It's not the situations where people are trying to push us past our comfort zone only to make themselves comfortable. It could be situations where people are trying to help us and aid us and get us out of a rut. And we may be saying no because we don't want to move out of the comfort zone that we've created for ourselves. And sometimes a comfort zone can be a trap. It's good to have a comfort zone. It's good to be steady in something, but at the same time, we're meant to evolve as people. And so sometimes moving past certain things is crucial. Sometimes breaking old habits is vital. And because this is a fixed sign, we can have a fixed mindset. And so that may not be in our benefit down the line. Another thing that could be problematic within this energy is because this energy is, it's a Venus ruled sign. And so it's seeking peace, we may have moments where we're not wanting to get out of our comfort zone for something that may be uncomfortable. In other words, it might be situations where it's a turbulent scenario that needs to be taken care of and we're refusing to deal with it because we don't want to be bothered by it. We'd rather have the tranquility and we'd rather have the peace and the harmony. And of course, who doesn't want those things? However, there are things in life where we might have to deal with something that's uncomfortable and this energy could be very stubborn and not want to look at those things as a result because it's discomforting. So these are a few of the problematic things that we need to be aware of within this energy. Other than that, it's quite lovely. Let's soak this up for the amount of days that we'll have this in a non-shadow format. We'll have this in a non-shadow format all the way up until the 7th of this month, um, which is within a couple of days of Mercury ingressing into Taurus. So let's soak it up for what it is. And as I say that, interestingly, Mercury's making a square with Pluto, which could cause us to face situations that we've been avoiding. As I was mentioning with the lower expression of Mercury and Taurus. This Mercury and Pluto square right out the gate because Mercury is at zero degrees Taurus and Pluto is at zero degrees Aquarius. So automatically they're going to square one another. And when we're dealing with a situation like this, it could truly force us to face that elephant in the room that we've been avoiding. So even though Mercury and Taurus is an easy vibe, this could put us in a position where we're having to get to the bottom of things. Sometimes getting to the bottom of things is dealing with mysterious behavior. So this could be a day of addressing things if someone's behavior has been weird or secretive. This could be a day of finally speaking your mind if you've been holding back on saying something to someone because you haven't wanted to deal with the drama that might be associated with saying the thing that needs to be said. And also this could be a day of dealing with people with dominant personalities, people who are power struggling, people who need to throw their weight around or over talk other people because they feel as though they might get their way by doing so. So there's a lot of strong willed energy that goes on with something like this. My best advice for these scenarios is try to address the situation the best way you can. If you have the luxury to, wait for them to be calm or wait until you're calm. That way these situations get addressed without sweeping them under the rug. On the 5th, the sun is going to make a conjunction with Chiron. So this could be a day about healing things that have stifled your personality. In other words, this could be a day of healing things that have shrunken your sense of self, has caused you to need and seek validation from others, or feel as though your identity is fluctuating at times. And here's what I mean by identity fluctuating. It could feel as though your identity might blend in with others or realizing you've adopted other people's identities in order to get approval from others. And of course, those things are not our fault when that happens. Sometimes it's due to trauma and because we're dealing with Chiron, this opens up trauma wounds or activates our trauma responses. So this could be a day of working through that energy. This could be a day of coming to a realization that that has to be curbed. So that way you can be yourself, that way you have a good sense of self, a healthy sense of self, and you're embracing who you are unabashedly. And as I always say with these harder alignments, it doesn't mean that you're gonna do that on that day. This could be a nudge to start you on the process of working on clearing up the things that stifles your sense of self. By the time we get to the seventh, 
Mercury is going into its pre-shadow retrograde. So from now all the way up until May 31st, we have a Mercury retrograde cycle in Taurus and fully in Taurus. Unlike the one we had last year where it was at the last three degrees of Taurus, then went into Gemini and then dipped back into Taurus. So we'll be dealing with Taurian themes throughout this retrograde rather than just two signs. We don't have a hybrid this time. Overall this year, we're going to be dealing with Earth Mercury retrogrades except for one the one at the end of the year will be a Mercury retrograde in Capricorn at the lower degrees of Capricorn, but it'll dip into Sagittarius. But for the most part, the Mercury retrogrades we'll be dealing with will be in the Earth cycle. So we'll be dealing with themes that have to do with the material world, our resources, consistency, and our ability to be practical. Of course, I will talk more about this as the time goes on and we get closer to this Mercury retrograde, which will happen on the 21st of April. But this regressive cycle will help us in terms of recalibrating the way we think about our resources and what's truly worth our time. The signs that'll be most affected by this will be the fixed modality, Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, and Aquarius between four to 16 degrees of these placements. So if you have planets in these signs or this happens to be your sun sign, you will feel this retrograde more than others. Mercury will go direct on May 14th and it will leave its post-shadow around May 31st. And this is why we're dealing with this all the way until the end of May. But yeah, we have a long regressive cycle within Taurus. So let's try to make the most of this and recalibrate the way we think about those things. On that same day, the sun's making a semi-sextile to Uranus which might enunciate things with those who do shocking things in order to get a reaction out of others. In other words, energy like this when the Sun and Uranus are in complex transits, we tend to deal with edgelords. We tend to deal with people who do things out of shock value, more or less because it boosts their ego and gives them some sort of payoff. So that could be irksome to deal with on that day. Also within this energy, it has another tone to it, which is on, I want to say some, somewhat of the opposite end, where you don't feel comfortable around other people where you don't feel comfortable expressing yourself. Not saying that doing things for shock value is a healthy way to express yourself, but nonetheless, you're expressing yourself. And in this energy, we can have moments where we feel self-conscious about ourselves. And so we're kind of hiding and withdrawing within that and just not really being open. This is where we were seeing some of the weirder energies on the graph with solitude and emotional sensitivity. So this could inflate those types of things where we just feel more triggered than normal and we just might want some space to ourselves. If we're feeling that end of it, if we're feeling the other end of it, we may want attention for some of our antics. So do the best you can when this energy hits. Luckily on that day, Venus is making a sextile to Neptune, and this is where we were seeing some of the psychic vibes. But not only that, this is a very romantic energy. So if you're looking for some excitement, if you're looking for some dating excitement, romantic excitement, this energy has you covered. With a pairing like this, we could be craving romance that's out of this world. Neptune and Venus together bring in a dreamy tone. It brings in a storybookish type of tone. It brings in that fairy tale sort of romance. So we could be craving that. Also, it brings in a spiritual sort of romance. So we could be connecting with someone we're interested in on a higher level, on a spiritual level, or it could be about meeting people whose frequencies are in tune with us. So it's lovely for making those types of connections with others. This is amazing for having intimacy that's off the chart. It brings in a very passionate tone. It brings in a very romantic tone in terms of intimacy as well. So it's very connective in this way. The only thing I would say with this one is it allows for us to lose ourselves, which is a good thing, especially with some of the harsher energies we were feeling, but lose ourselves in the way where we might be in the urge to do some things that are impulsive. So there may, so it could be a spending spree. It could be indulging in the wrong things. 
or indulging in too much of a feel-good thing. So that's something to be aware of within this energy. Other than that, it's a lot of fun. So let's soak this up. On the 8th, Mercury's going to sextile Mars. And this is part one of the first Mercury retrograde alignment. This is a pre-shadow alignment, but we will see this again as Mercury goes retrograde and when Mercury makes its post-shadow alignment with Mars. And this brings in an extra dose of energetic communication. This makes things more exciting when it comes down to socializing and mingling with people. With this energy, we shake off some of that solitude energy, although there is an alignment that may make us still feel a little bit off when it comes down to being around people. This one could mitigate that. This one in itself is a very strong alignment that helps us push past mental fog. It helps us get out of any type of rut we might be in. And it gets us hardwired to take some action. So we could feel more social on that day. This is where some of the ambitious energy was popping up as well. This could be great for chasing our goals. This could be great for taking care of things that need to be taken care of. And coming up with some sort of strategy for a long-term plan. I know that that doesn't generally occur when you have Mercury in a pre-shadow alignment. But sometimes these pre-shadow alignments and these, these Mercury retrograde alignments are constructive. And it helps us go back to things that we need to take care of. And it helps us look at where we might need a game plan for some of this. So this could be a time where we're reviewing things that maybe we pushed off or maybe we just haven't dealt with. And we're looking at ways that we could turn it into something tangible. And this alignment is great for speaking directly. So if there's something that needs to be said, it can be said in a constructive manner, not in an aggressive manner. It helps us be more direct. It also helps us be more decisive and take decisive action. And even though Mercury and Taurus is all about peace, this could be about just addressing things that need to be addressed, but doing it in a way that's constructive and doing it in a way where other people are receptive to it. And in some ways, there may be a bit of a contradictory vibe on Sunday because this alignment motivates us and also helps us feel optimistic. However, there is something going on on that day with the Sun and Saturn that might cause us to fluctuate just a little bit. The Sun's going to make a semi-square with Saturn, which could cause situations where we might fluctuate and be unnecessarily hard on ourselves. So another reason why we had some mixed contradictory vibes on the weekend was this is one of the alignments that could contradict some of those healthier energies, some of those fun energies. And we could have moments where we're feeling a little bit down on ourselves. We could feel we could have moments where our self-esteem is fluctuating a bit because complex sun Saturn alignments can be demotivating. So our egos could feel deflated. But hopefully that Mercury Mars alignment really shines through because it is so helpful in terms of being enthusiastic. So we may be pushing through some feelings and we might be able to address what's bothering us and what's making us feel the way we do without bypassing our real feelings because sweeping them under the rug is super unhealthy. And so this may give us that motivation with that Mercury sextile Mars to address those things and work on them. But yeah, what a crazy colorful seven days we have ahead of us for the first week of April. It's definitely an interesting mix. So do the best you can when some of these energies hit. Anyway, I hope you all have the best week ever later and see you in the next episode.